May is a busy month around here with so many people coming into town for the races. Are you looking for something to do? Want to showcase your own racing skills? Be sure to check out K1 Speed, located in Concord, North Carolina, just minutes away from Charlotte Motor Speedway. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Welcome back for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. I'm Tyler Overstreet. As you may know, Dale went on a turkey hunt this week, so he recorded on location with his brother-in-law, L.W. Miller, one of his best friends, Sean Brawley, and his uncle, Robert G. Jr. So sit back and enjoy this special edition of the Dale Jr. Download. All right, so L.W., um... You've been on podcasts before, right? Yep. So you know how this all works. So we're hunting, and we had good success. Um, I hunted with you. We let Sean hunt with a expert caller, Uncle Robert. You're not too bad at it yourself, obviously, because we had him crawl in right on top of us. And uh, got my first turkey this morning, so I appreciate it. Glad that uh, you were not greedy and let me shoot one yeah. i guess i guess i'm supposed to say thanks yeah you uh that was a lot of fun i'll tell you we uh <laughs> we came up here last year and tried it and i was the only one that scored on the turkeys so i was real glad to see you have a, a good day today and that was a lot of fun i mean we had turkeys gobbling from the moment it started getting light and called that turkey right in on top of us so i mean i think that was that was awesome i mean i had just as much fun today hunting with you getting that bird as if i would have been shooting it myself so i you don't owe me any thanks because that was that was a blast. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I, um, you know, it's it's a it's kind of all kinds of all kinds of things going on because uh, me and Sean we're very, we're really new to turkey hunting. I've hunted uh, deer before, um, so I know a little bit about hunting and and all that. Sean, not so much. You and my uncle have hunted all your lives, and so y'all have. Uh, so much experience to to bounce off of and ask questions of it's a lot of fun going into the uh going out there and you know watching you call and trying to understand what we're what our objective is and what we're doing and and position ourselves for an opportunity to 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 get a shot off and it's been a really uh interesting experience for me i um you know getting up early in the morning is not a big not a not a big plus for me <laughs> But um, I was so excited when we got in here last night that I that I didn't sleep much, so I was pretty much ready to go. Uh, we get up four four thirty in the morning. We're out of the cabin around five thirty, and in the in the woods, um, and these turkeys are up in these trees, right? So I've seen them roost when we're deer hunting, and I had no idea that they could get up in a tree that high. <laughs> it's the wildest, noisiest thing you ever heard. Uh, they come in there like thirty at a time. Right, yeah, and they jump up in these trees right into the top, and they make all kinds of racket to get there. 
Yeah, um, for anybody that's listening that doesn't understand the wreck, it sounds like somebody taking a 55-gallon trash bag and just flopping it in the wind. As yeah. It, it, is a it sounds exactly like loud. that. <laughs> um, so I've seen all that before, but never, um, you know, they weren't, the, they weren't the objective at that particular time when I was hunting. Um, the last time, we, I will talk to Sean about this. And we laugh about it even today. The last year that we hunted, uh, me and Sean were. I was like, I'm. A, I, I was dead set on calling one in myself. I'd never hunted before. Didn't know how to call or anything. But I got my box collar and I'm chirping away. Me and Sean are sitting there for hours. Nothing's happening. And we're about 300 yards away from you. And you were calling. And you had a gobbler responding to you. <laughs> and we went. Me and Sean went in between you and your gobbler. And we. Uh, we almost got a shot, but uh, we didn't know any better, and we scared it off, and then ruined everybody's hunt. Yeah, you uh, you had me questioning my calling here. I thought I must have done something wrong. The <laughs> turkey was coming in and coming in, and all of a sudden it stopped gobbling and went the other way. I thought, what in the world just happened there? And yep. Yeah, you uh, snuck in there on me trying to pull one in. So, but that was that was all all of our experiences and what we have out in here woods are just so much fun, and it's awesome to see you come up here and enjoy yourself, and you know knowing it's not your typical day to come up here and spend time outdoors and enjoy the outdoors. And I, I enjoy just seeing you do that. And just like tomorrow, this, this morning, you kind of, uh, drew the short straw hunting with me because uncle Robert is such a good caller. And he, uh, I was excited that you got the bird because it finally showed him that I can call one in too. Oh. Cause he's always, uh, you know, I've last year called my own bird in and shot it and got a real nice one and actually called two of them in last year. And then <clears throat> I practice all through the off season think i have my calls down kelly and the kids are all mad because i sit there in the house calling every morning <laughs> getting ready for work and that's the first time of the year i go hunt with uncle robert and he tells me i'm doing it all wrong <laughs> so <laughs> Did he? so I, I get my confidence knocked down and think boy i better just let him call and i get quiet and this morning i felt i i, I spoke with kelly a little bit ago on the phone told her i'm you know really proud of myself for calling that in because i finally got my confidence back i can call him in again that's one of the funny things about hunting is um coming down here i was more excited for sean to get a bird than me because i knew how happy that was going to make him and when we saw him this morning he was literally beside himself oh, he gosh. was <laughs> trying to explain he was trying to explain to us what had happened and trying to tell us how it all went down and he was shouting because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't calm down and today you know this morning when i was uh when me and you were trying to call that one uh gobbler in um, you were as excited as I was just to be calling the bird in and be a part of the experience. Um, it's funny how that works because, uh, you know, you think the guy that actually harvests the bird is the one who's having all the fun, but that's not really the truth. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. It's a great, it's a great uh, opportunity to spend time together. We don't never really get to do that. And uh, we're, you know, we're always, one of us is always at a racetrack somewhere and handling our family and all that stuff it keeps us pretty busy so this is awesome uh, it's a shame true X ain't it here he's one of our hunting pals yeah he uh he always makes it here in the fall he's, for the deer but we have yet to get him up here on a spring turkey hunt with us uncle robert says he needs to work on his schedule his <laughs> calendar <laughs> i yep. said if i can be here i don't know why he can't that's but, right. um yeah we'll try to get him in here in turkey hunt next year i guess so um we usually don't talk about xfinity on here but last couple of weeks our guys have been right in the middle of uh uh the you know the chance to win at the end of these races 
And, uh, you know, we've had some odd cautions and stuff that's that's bit us late in these races that's taken away opportunities for us to win. But it um, And you get really upset and been out of shape about that. I know I do. Um, the, uh, you know, but then again, after a while, you cool off and realize how thankful you ought to be for just the opportunity that your team's good enough and competitive enough and they're, they work so hard. Um, so, and we've, we've, uh, you know, we've had some seasons when, when it was a, you know, it was a struggle to get to that kind of, you know, competitiveness. Um, you're kind of the eyes and ears and the link between, uh, Kelly, who basically runs the company and, uh, and what's going on downstairs on the floor. Um, you kind of work in hand, hand in hand with Rob, uh, with Pemberton and, um, Ryan Pemberton and, uh, those guys and, and help kind of orchestrate a lot of, a lot of ideas and directions that we go in. Um, you become a huge asset to our company. Uh, at first we worked together through the late mile program, which we'll talk about more in a minute. Uh, but your, 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 uh, val- value to us has grown incredibly. So I would, um, I guess you can know the last couple of weeks have been kind of disappointing. Yeah. But, um, I know you're really proud of where we are as a team. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, you, you hit it right on the head when you say you're disappointed because we were, we were in the mix of, of trying to win races. But then when we sit back and we look at the big picture, we're very disappointed the last two weeks and we had a car that finished second in both those races. So, you know, the fact that we're up there, you know, we finished second, we won the dash for cash money with Justin two weeks ago. And then this past week, Elliot, you know, ended up second Taldega. And, you know, we, both those races, you're right. We're in contention uh, the week before at Richmond. I mean, Elliot or Justin was in contention. One of the two of them was going to win that race. And a caution comes out and changes the whole schematics of it. So we finish the day and, and Justin finishes second, wins the dash for cash. So we, you know, typically you'd be elated with that and, and had a great run, but we're just so close to winning a lot of races. And that's the part that's frustrating. But on the same token, it's just so great to see our cars running well. You know, we're first, second, third, and sixth in points as we speak. So, I mean, that's, you know, for to full-time cars, the Xfinity Series, that's a pretty impressive uh, stat as far as I'm concerned. And I'm just, you know, real proud of those guys. And I was so angry when the caution came out. I mean, I just, you're sitting there watching that race at Talladega last weekend, and you're thinking, you know, I guess for the fans, it's probably maybe it's boring or maybe it was not going to be the finish they wanted to see. But for a company, I mean, you're looking at a, a, a storybook finish to a race was fixing to un- unfold with three of our cars in the top four, you know, out there by themselves, going to race it out. And, you know, more than likely those three probably could have shuffled the other car out. And we could have we could have been one, two, three, and, and it would have been super for our company and our guys. And, you know, on the same token, I, I guess maybe for the fans, it wouldn't have been as exciting. But for a company, that's definitely what we were looking for. So there again, that race gets over with and you're just so frustrated. But. Then you sit back and you say, well, you know, Elliot finished second. Uh, Mike Lynette finished eighth. You know, and we had guys there. We had, All the guys yep. were there. So, I mean, it was uh, a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. So not, what, not, not what we're shooting for, but on the same token, I guess we got to just really look at the big picture and think of how great they really are doing. Yeah, they are. I mean, they've been they've been all three of the teams uh, that we have running uh, in the last uh, couple of years are one, two, three in the points. Michael's creeped into the top six now. Um, and he's going to continue to build steam as the season goes on, as that team gets a little more stronger. Um, so I think it's awesome. I mean, it was a bit of a task to carry on a fourth team, and we joke around, uh, we joke about that with Michael, and and he has fun with it. But 
um, to grow to that kind of size has been uh, been quite a uh, quite an achievement uh, to have both teams or all the all, all the teams running so well is uh, something to be proud of uh, aside from you know, our Xfinity guys having such a such a great couple of runs the last few weeks we've also uh, got a lot of great things going on with our late model program which is something that's really dear to both of our hearts me and you have worked on that together for many years obviously a lot of folks know about Josh Berry who's still a driver for us on that on that uh, side of things uh, he's still having a lot of success uh, we got a new kid this year Anthony you want to tell us a little bit about Anthony and where he came from yeah we uh we for the past several years we've had some young you know Josh driving the the one car and then along with a, a younger kid started with William Byron several years ago and and Christian Eckes last year and Christian's moved on to different things as well as William and this year we um we we teamed up with a kid, Anthony Alfredo, who grew up up in Connecticut. Spent a little time racing in the South last year in limited late models, and and you know kind of got to get to a few of the tracks down here and, and and learn the deal a little bit. So we were looking forward this year to you know putting him in a late model and and he and Josh running as teammates and seeing what he could do. You know had a lot of a good hopes and he started the season out real well. He he ran up at um, I believe it was Langley, Virginia, and he ran fifth in in a pair of. Uh, twin cars to a races up there and we were excited about that and then they went and ran a, a weekly race at hickory a few weeks back and it was it was a dismal day i think uh, josh ended up winning one of the races and anthony didn't <laughs> fare, yeah great for josh which we always yeah. expect josh to win of course but uh anthony didn't do so well and so saturday after the the xfinity stuff was over we um headed up to hickory kelly and i and, and wyatt and wanted to check out the late model guys it was a, a twin 75 cars to a race there so they typically have good car counts and good competitive guys. It's usually, you know, fun races to watch. And, uh, of course, we expect Josh to go to Hickory, his home track, and just dominate it, which he was en route to do. The first race, he uh, he was leading the race probably about 50 laps in and, and blew a motor. And Anthony, I think at that time, was running third. And that, that put him in second on the restart to go back racing. And I thought, boy, you know, if he can get a top three out of this, this will be a good day. You know, he hadn't, you know, hadn't won any races ever. And, and uh he went out there to racing for the last 25 of that first 75 lapper and probably with about 15 to go, he started mixing it up with the leader and had a couple of real good side-by-side, -side, you know, ran side-by-side -side for probably 10, the last 10 laps. And finally on the last lap, he cleared them and, and, and got the lead and won the race. So he won his, his first ever feature on the cars tour. So that was pretty awesome. And we were excited about that. And in the meantime, Josh and his guys were in the pits changing his engine and and they have another race in between the two twin races, so it gave them a, probably about 30 minutes or so to get it done, and they uh, changed motors for the second race. So in the second race, Josh had to start last because of the engine change, and uh, Anthony, I think, started fifth, or he started third, actually, in the second race. They inverted the top three, <clears throat> and they went to racing, and I thought, well, you know, Anthony probably used up his car the first race winning that, but it'll be fun to see Josh come up through there and try to win it, and lo and behold, uh, Anthony jumped up there and ran probably the first 50, 60 laps with the leaders right there, ran the second, third the whole time, and come about 10 laps to go, Josh was closing in on them. They never did get a caution, and uh, 10 laps to go, Anthony said, all right, I'm going to make my move, and he drove inside the leader, and they mixed it up a little bit, and the leader got back into him and got back by him, and they swapped the lead about three times, and I think probably about five or six laps ago, Anthony cleared him and, and drove away. In the meantime, Josh had caught the second-place car and passed him, so... They come. I came home there at the end of the the second 75 lapper with a one-two finish. So that was uh, 
super way to cap off the day, you know, just watching those guys. And it's so much fun to see those grassroots racers out there. And I mean, they, they just give it their all. They don't, you know, it's, it's not a job for those guys. It's their life. And they just, uh, you know, I, I love to watch the guys. I watched, you know, our guys go into the track and I mean, they're so serious about what they're doing. And you see the guy that pulls in with a, just the open trailer and a street stock car. And I mean, you think to yourself, I mean, that guy, he just spent his whole week just as serious about his street stock car or his four cylinder car, whatever it may be. You know, those guys are spending their week just as engulfed and in, in, in serious about the racing as the guys that are making a living to it in, in the cup series. So it's, uh, it's just awesome to see all those different walks of life that all just pour their heart and soul into racing and being a short track racer my whole life. Of course, it, it's what I love. So it's just, uh, I love those short track races. Yeah. I really enjoy being uh, able to see uh, our cars run. It, you know, the late models are kind of the the roots and and the core of racing. And everybody that's at a late model race, the competitors, the guys on the crew, most of those guys are volunteers, right? And everyone's there because they want to be there. Everyone's there because they're passionate about it. And it, that's really where it all starts for everyone whoever anyone who makes it in racing that's kind of where it all begins it's some some level of racing you know like that um obviously in north carolina the majority of it's going to be uh late model stocks on on uh, asphalt or some dirt racing uh here and there um but that's definitely uh something i enjoy uh being a part of having knowing that we have cars that go run uh, makes me feel good because I feel like we're we're covering the sport from one angle, uh, from one end to the other with the late models and Xfinity team and their, our involvement in the Cup Series as well. So that's awesome for Anthony and uh, you know we've had a lot of success with our teams over the years and it's great to have you know two cars that are really really competitive and and the Cars Tour I think is a great tour to be a part of. Uh, we really enjoy and have enjoyed running there and. They uh they run a really clean, uh, professional, uh, series and and it's been something that we've enjoyed uh, spending time in and hopefully we'll have more opportunities in the future. I'm hoping that our cars can remain competitive over the next couple of years because I might have to slip slip off and and run a race. Yeah, ever since you uh, <laughs> spoke about going to Hickory for a 40 lap, I've probably been asked a hundred times since then. When's that going to when, happen? When's they all going to come run all these cars? So. Uh, I think all the uh, the fans and the competitors as well at the, all the local short tracks are just, uh, you know, jumping for joy, thinking there might come a day when Dale Jr. will come pulling in the gate to race against them. So that would have yep. probably, uh, that would put a big mark on all their lives to be able to say they raced against Dale Jr. So that's uh, something you should do someday. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to just kind of go back and uh, get a reminder of what, you know, what that, what's that style of racing is all about. And it really is. It was some of the most fun, uh, enjoyable times I can remember in my career. Um, how simple it was back then is pretty incredible compared to today. Well, I appreciate you being on, man. I think, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun to work with you and get to know you. And now, you know, have an opportunity to go hunting together. And uh, you made a, you're a big part of our lives, man. So I appreciate you. And hopefully... Uh, I'll become uh, as good a caller as you are, <laughs> so maybe I can be calling you some turkeys in one day. Yep, someday I'll have you second-guessing your calling skills just like Uncle Robert does for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
right, so this is uh, me and my buddy Sean. I got Sean here. What's up, everybody? And uh, everybody might remember Sean from the Nationwide commercials. You get people coming up to you and saying, you're Sean from Nationwide commercials, right? Yeah, I have before. Where they built the car, and the car comes spinning uh, spinning off pit road, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the, one of the first Nationwide commercials we did. And uh, Sean and I um, up, in, up here in Ohio, uh, this is Sean's second turkey hunt, right? Yep, second time. And um, we didn't get anything last time. And that was because me and you were together. Yeah. And neither one of me and you know how to call turkeys, right? <laughs> we were bad. <laughs> so, but we did We did have a lot of fun because we sit there uh, by this hay bale, goofing off, laughing. And then we heard a gobbler. And it was responding to LW and Sonny, who were way over. And so what me and you did... Uh, unintentionally, really, was we walked toward the gobbler, but we put ourselves in between LW and the gobbler. Yeah. And we were going to basically cut off, cut them off from the bird that they were actually bringing in to, to shoot themselves. And so that was pretty funny. Um, I gave a, I put my gun down, and I was like, I'm going to just, uh, we're just going to get up on this tree here, and, and they're coming right at us. And I was like, you shoot whenever you're ready, whenever you see a beard. And uh, they saw us first. And we ran them off. And they were gone. Yeah. We tried to chase them. But that was so funny that we headed off LW's turkey before, uh, and they had no idea they were calling it right. They were calling it right to us. They didn't. <clears throat> but anyways, this, this trip here, a year later, uh, we get up in the morning, Monday, and go out, and you're with my Uncle Robert, right? Yes. And he's an expert uh, caller. He is really good. He's right. very good. So give us a little bit of a play-by-play -play on your morning. So we got into the blind about uh, 5.45, 6, and we started calling once the sun started coming up and kept calling. A bunch of deer were out. Never really, never really heard anything early on, but a couple of hours went by, and we had a hen come in, and she come by, and left and then we sat there another hour or two and uncle robert was almost ready almost ready to get up and walk and out of the corner of my eye they come in from in behind us three gobblers come in at one time and i was sitting there and i got a little nervous and they separated a little bit they had they attacked the uh what you call it the uh the decoy and i pulled the trigger and got my first turkey heck yeah buddy so it was really cool it's a really cool rush and i'm i'm really excited so how was uncle robert oh he as was, far as being an expert caller oh he's awesome so this is uncle robert g jr that's on my mother's side my mother's he, brother uh, he uses a couple different calls the mouth one and he had a box call and he he perfects it to a T. It was awesome. So he um and he was excited for me after I shot. Once right. I shot it, I was like, "Can I go out there and see?" He was like, "Yeah, take off. Go go check it out." So I went out there and it was flopping around and <laughs> and that was it was awesome, man. Right on, buddy. Well, I'm glad you got to enjoy uh, getting your first turkey. I got mine maybe an hour before you. Uh, my first turkey as well. 
So hopefully we're bit, uh, we're we're buddies and hunting and turkey hunting for a long Absolutely, time, right? Man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So all right, so this is uh, Uncle Robert, and uh, Uncle Robert, we could sit here and listen to you tell stories uh, for days and days. I'll give everybody a quick rundown. Um, you're my mama's brother. Uh, you're on the G side of the family. And uh, Robert, your dad, my grandfather, was uh, one of the best body men in the business in racing. And uh, you're also considered to be one of the best in your generation. And you worked with my father a bunch in racing, had a lot of fun. Y'all were good friends. And uh, you've worked at Junior Motorsports for how many years now? Uh, working on 13. 13 years. So yep. uh, you're kind of the head senior leader in the fab department, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say I've got seniority anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you love to hunt. And I know you've always, uh, you you know, you, you've always been a big hunter all your life, you and your brother Jimmy. Um, so uh, you got to help Sean this morning get his first turkey that's right and how many times have you went hunting with somebody where you've helped them kill either their first turkey or get their first buck does well that happen to you often it does i mean you i've, I've had the uh opportunity to, i got two grandsons and i've helped them you know get get involved in the hunting and uh so i was with both of them and uh and I suspect that's where I spent most of my time. They're about twenty some years old now, so they don't. We don't spend a lot of time together. They go hunting, and, and I go hunting. We don't <laughs> don't go together too much. But uh, yeah, I was pretty nice. I, I enjoyed that uh, helping Sean get his bird this morning. Yep. I mean, that was the plan coming up here. You know, you said I want you to get Sean a bird. Yep. So lucky enough, we got him on the first morning. That's right. Y'all, um, y'all did a great job. It was, um, it's awesome to have you around and be able to enjoy, uh, hunting and having conversation with you. You've, you know, uh, been a part of my life for a very long time and, and it uniquely a part of, uh, obviously, you know, uh, related to my mother, but you're such a big part of my father's life as well. So, you know, that's really unique to to me that you were kind of interwoven into uh the fabric of of um of of my life uh That's in many right. many ways yeah so a lot of folks uh we you know we y'all used to go dirt track racing we talk about metrolina concourse right. speedway all the dirt tracks y'all went up and down the east coast you went down a snowball derby with daryl and one yep um y'all won a handful of races uh back in the 70s with many different drivers talk about some of the top guys that you worked with you know daryl was one and dad was one there was a couple other guys well on the dirt track side that um billy scott was a, he was the first guy that drove uh daddy's cars and then well and i'll tell you uh billy yeah billy uh, dale might have been the first one and uh then billy scott drove and haywood plyler carl smart they was all real good drivers from, uh, you know, around North Carolina. Yeah. You know, Haywood was from Kannapolis. Your daddy used to help Haywood when he was just a little old boy. 
and uh, worked on Haywood's car back when he used to run old coupes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so, and and Billy Scott, he's you know he's known all around f far as driving, and um, he he was always a good driver. He even run on the big tracks, you know, mm -hmm. run over at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we even took Haywood to Charlotte Motor Speedway and run a race one time. But um, yeah, we've I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people. You know, and a lot of people, you talking about helping people get the first, taking them hunting. I've had a lot of opportunities to help new drivers get their first. You know, I've worked on, I didn't, you know, I didn't take the car to the track or nothing, but I've worked on the cars that a lot of new drivers. Especially here lately, yeah, junior motorsports. Got their own, got their first wins, you yeah. know. So you did a lot of working around the dirt tracks and the short tracks in North Carolina and the East Coast and the, in the mid to late 70s in the 80s you actually went uh working you did some work for your yourself tell us a little bit about what your uh business was in the 80s well, and on into the 90s it's about yeah. the same thing well i just i used to work on well i was on uh um uh, I, I worked for rod oshlin when dale won his first championship really i was on that team huh and uh then I worked on a few more teams. Well, uh, J.D. Stacy bought that team out, so I worked there, you know, on two or three years. And uh, I think Mark Martin drove there, uh, Morgan Shepard, and Tim, uh, Richmond. Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond got his first wins over there. I was working on them cars. I was just part of the team, you know, not that I'd done it all or nothing. But, <laughs> and, uh, and then I, about 84, 1984, uh, I was working at uh, Curb Motorsports, and your daddy called me and said, I want to build a new car for uh, Charlotte. This was in the springtime. And I said, I said, Dale, there ain't no way we can build no car at night to get ready. We didn't have like a month to get done. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, just quit your job, then, and come over here and let's build it. <laughs> I said, all right. Dang. So I just quit my job and went over there and, after I got after we got done building that car, we took it to Charlotte and first race we run third I think and uh, from then on I just worked I opened my own business up and done work for different people and uh, worked at it for 18 years till I come to work for you. Wow, 18 years. So you and your uh, you and your brother Jimmy both are experienced and uh, uh, body men in the sport. Jimmy currently works at Ganassi, is that right? No, he works over at, uh, I think it's uh, Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, Rev that, okay. That, That's the K&N deal. Yeah, the yep. NASCAR Diversified. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but he worked, did he work with you the entire 18 years you had in your own business? Y'all do that together? Uh, no, he worked, uh, he worked for me a, a couple times. He, uh, he worked for me, and then, of course, Daddy was getting slowed down, and, uh, Jimmy went. He went, Jimmy to, uh, went, over to went, up, went over to Hendricks and, right. and helped Daddy. And uh, then after Daddy passed away, he stayed over at Hendricks about a year, I think. Then he decided he wanted to come back down to shop and work with me. So I told him to come on. You know, I had plenty of work, and uh, and our shop wasn't but like a mile from Hendricks Motorsports. Yeah. So I mean, we was we in the neighborhood we grew up in. Yeah. Yep. That's so awesome. it wasn't no big deal. And then we stayed down there until what 2005. Yep. And you we called and, and started up uh, the 
Bush, I knew who the best man for the job was. Yeah. I, like, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it's worked out. It's worked out for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first started talking about uh, working together, you said, I'll do it as long as you know I'm going to be going hunting when the hunting season comes. Uh, yeah, I got to go hunting, you yep. know. That's right. Well, I appreciate you uh, being around, and certainly Sean's thankful for all your help today. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to... Uh, you're going to cook some of this turkey for us on this trip. So tell us a little bit about your marinade and all that. Well, we're going to cut the turkey up, you know, the turkey breast, and we'll marinate it in buttermilk for about a day in a uh, Ziploc bag, and then yeah. we'll take it out and drain it a little bit, and then we're going to bread it up with some house altery, a medium hot uh, batter seasoning, and uh drop it in that grease and we're gonna go to eat and then <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. well, i can't wait that's it's gonna, be, gonna good. be good all now, right I guarantee you i told sean we got going to the airport yesterday and i said we're just talking you know and i said patience a kill patience kills more turkeys than anything else is that right and uh me and old Sean, we had to sit there for about three hours this morning to get this bird. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> and one. And we was running out of patience. Yep. <laughs> he said y'all was getting ready to get up and move. Yeah, we was. I told him, I said, I, it was 9.30. I said, we're going to give it about 30 more minutes, and, man, you got to get out of here. <laughs> and I bet it wasn't five minutes here the bird come. Yep. If we hadn't been sitting there looking at them deers, we'd have probably done got up and left. Probably so. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. All right. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Looking ahead to what we got going on the rest of the week, uh, Friday we're heading to Kansas. There will be two practices, and then qualifying is at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox Sports 1. Saturday night is the cup race at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's on Fox Sports 1, not the normal Fox, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Dale and the 88 team are sporting a new paint scheme this week. It is the Mountain Dew Dew SA car. If you check out Dale's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, he's posted pictures of that. Sunday is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to my mom and all the moms out there we appreciate everything you do for us um yeah that wraps it up for this week's show thank you guys for listening we'll talk to you next week
The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at DaleJr, at OverstreetTyler, and at Dirty Mo' Radio. Also, be sure to check out the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. Today's theme song, Where I Want to Be, is by The Dangerous Summer, courtesy of Hopeless Records. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 